Here with Max Ramarkels from their Olympic adventure. I mean, I'm sure you guys would have rather been going to the Olympics as competitors, but you got there anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, they say uh, some athletes train their whole life to get to the Olympics, and we just tweeted one thing, and then that's how we got there. <laughs> so was it just honestly, did you just kind of tweet it out and say, hey, I'm going to try and see what happens? Or what, what brought on the tweet, and, and how, what was the process that it went through? The long story is that we got Tessa and Scott to announce our Hamilton show, the rally, which is in June, but we we asked them to do it because we happened to be announcing the show the day the Olympics kicked off. So that was the first thing that happened, and people reacted to it really positively, and our fans are also big fans of theirs. So it just felt like there's a lot of, I don't know, synergy, good vibes in, in the air. And then the next day, we got a tweet from somebody working at the Canadian Olympic House in Korea saying, oh, and we're also playing Arkells all the time at the Canada House, and that's when I tweeted back, how about we come over and play? And then next thing we knew it, we were on a plane to Korea. It seemed like you guys even had a good time on the plane. I mean, in your video you put up, the pilot was very excited for you. But one thing I did notice, were you the only guys on the plane? No. uh, On the the plane on the way over there, there was was probably about half full of the plane. Uh, But we did get that, like, you know, when the middle seat is open, you get to really stretch out. So, So that was nice and comfortable. On the way back, the, the plane was packed full of Olympians. So waiting in the airport in Seoul, it was just like the whole gate was just full of red Canadian Olympic jackets. You know, the pilot announced, oh, we have a Canadian Olympic team with us on the flight, and everyone cheered. Walking through Pearson Airport, people were waving and clapping. and We were waving back as if we were Olympians as well. <laughs> it was very fun. Just <laughs> act like you belong. So, exactly. Uh, so how long is that flight, by the way? You know what? It, was, it wasn't as long as I thought. You know, it was, I think it was about 12 to 13 hours uh, either way. And I'm such a dunce. I, I assumed we'd be kind of flying over Vancouver and then over the Pacific Ocean just because that's the way it looks like on a flat map. But the way you get there is you, uh, leaving Toronto, you just kind of go directly north over Hudson Bay and then kind of over the North Pole and then over Russia, like the, the, the easternmost tip of Russia, and then down into Korea. So it wasn't as bad because I know in other parts of Asia, obviously, it can be much longer, but but Korea is sort of a uh, similar climate, same level of latitude as Canada. So you get there. What happens when you get there? So even when we were planning to go and it's like, you know, on the plane, there was still some uncertainty with like what equipment they could provide. We weren't exactly sure like if we were even going to play or not. We think in the worst case, we'll just go and hang out and party and go watch some events. Uh, but if they can pull it together, we'll gladly put on a concert. And when we landed, we found out that they had tracked down all the gear that we needed. So we had like all, you know, our Fender amps and a drum kit and microphones and all that stuff. And when we got to the Kanda House in the Olympic Village, we realized the stage that they had there, which was mostly just a podium for you know, speeches that, that, that were going to be happening throughout the games. It was only about five feet deep. So the only thing we could fit on the stage was the drum kit. And so the rest of us set up on the ground, like we were playing a house party or something. And that's the way we did it. But it, but it made for like a, that much more of a memorable show because we were like right in the thick of it with, with all the athletes who were partying and celebrating the Olympics. You were playing a house show. It was the Canada House Show. Mm, exactly. I, didn't, I can't remember how to follow that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got to say, too, because there's a footage of you guys going to events. What events did you guys get to go see? Uh, we went to go see long track speed skating, which I, I've seen on TV, but I've never seen in person. That was actually pretty amazing. These guys, like their their thighs and their legs are so thick. It's you know, pretty unbelievable. And South Korean did well, so um, the locals were kind of going crazy. 
We watched uh, the Canadian men's team lose to Germany, which was very heartbreaking, but that's the way things go sometimes. But it was awesome. Like the rink, it's a small rink. It's probably 5,000 people uh, in there. So it was a really good vibe for, for watching hockey. And we also just kind of walked around the Olympic Village. and it, We ate a lot of Korean food. Uh, and you just kind of just took in the whole spirit. So what is the one thing that surprised you most about being at the Olympics? Oh, good question. Um, not, it didn't totally surprise me, but it sort of just like reaffirmed this idea that like anybody who goes to the Olympics, uh, whether you're an Olympian or just like a, a patriot, you know, you really feel the, you know, the pride and like, you know, you're, like they kind of the best values and the best spirit about your country. And I think each country felt that. So whether you're from like a small country with only a few athletes or one of the bigger countries where there's a lot of people representing, you really kind of just like felt this like goodness about, you know, where you're from. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that was quite nice because uh, I know in the world it, it can feel pretty turbulent right now, uh, you know, when it comes to like just the, the politics of the day. But uh, everybody, there, there wasn't, it wasn't like roving games of like, countries. Everybody was sort of like happy to be around each other's company. It was cool. Could you even estimate to how many people from different countries you met? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. I can tell you that we sang karaoke next to the Slovak house most nights. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. At least a dozen. I don't know. I'm not sure. So I want to look at the, the show also looked just amazing. It, it looked like the Canada House party that it was. Uh, so you had the uh, women's hockey team on stage with you at one point, correct? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we had them up. Uh, Tessa came up and danced with some Hall & Oates with me, which was great. You know, she's, she's London's finest at this point. <laughs> we, uh, you know, Jesse Lumsden, who's a McMaster alumni, uh, who's on the bobsled team, we got to reconnect with him. Justine, uh, we, she and her sisters, we got to, uh, you know, hang out with them, get to know them a bit. Yeah, it was great. It was just like, you know, I think we were a bit of a novelty over there because it was mostly just Olympians hanging out with each other. So the fact that a band showed up unexpectedly, I think everybody got a kick out of it. Was, uh, it was cool. You're really reinforcing the, the stereotype that all Canadians know each other. Yeah, it's, you know, there's one degree of separation. It's really not too far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to ask, too, because it looked like a hell of a party. Uh, it looked like a hell of a party. And imagine at the end. So how did that come about? <laughs> that was in the karaoke room. So there's this awesome karaoke bar next to the Slovak house uh, on the main drag in the, in the town we were staying in. And uh, the Canadian Olympians kind of made that their home from the hours of midnight till 5 a.m. <laughs> and it was, you know, every song you could imagine. Everybody, and there's like a PA system and then a microphone and everybody's just singing together. That's amazing. How bad was the, the jet lag? Like, was it bad getting going back and forth? Uh, you know what? It wasn't so bad only because we were only there for four or five days. So we didn't really have time to think about it. I think it's, the whole thing was a whirlwind and you're not sleeping much anyways and you, you want to experience as much as you can. So you're not really thinking about okay, i got to catch up on sleep here, or what time is it back home? You just kind of turn your brain off and go. So I generally find that's a good philosophy when it comes to travel. As soon as you start thinking too hard about, like, the numbers, <laughs> and like, okay, there's a 19-hour difference, okay, and it just like, can really stress you out. But if you just kind of listen to your body and pass out when, when your body says so, then you'll be okay. What will you remember from your trip to the Olympics? What's the one thing in 50 years you'll remember? Oh, good question. Um, well, I mean, you know, at this point, the things we've experienced as a band, 
whether it's playing in a festival or going on a tour or playing an award show. You know, we've done all those things a couple times now. So, th- so what I remember about this trip is that it was a completely new experience um, in that, like, we've never experienced going to Asia ever before. And I would be surprised if we'd never go back as a band. I'd love to go back there and travel, but North American bands just don't really play in Asia, generally speaking. So it is a very singular event that, like, kind of has a, has a feeling uh, totally on its own. On your new music that you will write after this, will there be a K-pop influence? <laughs> hey, I hadn't thought of it, but you never know. We, we've been known to take from strange and unusual places. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't put past anything past us. Could be a release just over there and you guys get the big time. Exactly. You know, it's a big market, man. There's a lot of people over there. There is a lot of people over there. There's a lot of people here that want to see you as well. And I know you've got the rally coming up, which is a massive show coming up at Tim Hortons Field. Uh, how do you feel about it? Is it a little more daunting now? Is it getting closer and closer and you're excited for it? Yeah, it's going to be kind of crazy. Um, we just opened up more seats uh, today. Um, the ticket sales have, like exceeded our expectations. We, we knew it would be pretty good, but um, we're opening the Upper Bowl at Tim Hortons Field. So, and we're doing like the full stadium. So uh, it's, uh, it's, I don't know, it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, most of our shows don't necessarily resemble that. So we're excited about it. And we like new experiences. And that's like one of the fun things about being in the band is like trying new stuff. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're thrilled. And we're really trying to make it kind of a weekend affair because we play Saturday night. But we know a lot of people are traveling to Hamilton. You know, they'll, they'll arrive midday and they're getting a hotel and staying the next day. So we're, we're, we're making sure that people know where to go when they're in Hamilton to really experience the city and, and, have, a, and have, have a full weekend. I know a lot of people are coming from right here in London. So if you haven't bought tickets yet, like Max just said, uh, there are more Upper Bowl seats opened up and a wide variety of price ranges wherever you're looking and what works for you. Uh, I guess the next question is, did you ever think you'd be playing a stadium in your hometown? No, never. You know, it's like we we're, we still like, you know, think back on the days where it's like, oh my God, we still have the Casbah, which is like you know, a, a 200 person venue. So it's like, we're never too far removed from the early days, but we're very grateful for it all because it's, uh, it's not a thing that many bands get to do. And uh, we're just, you know, we feel so lucky to have the support of uh, the city and, you know, from the surrounding cities like London and Guelph and St. Catherine that, and people are rooting us on. It's pretty good. A lot of people rooting you on, and Max, thanks for taking the time, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in June at the rally. Uh, you know, get some sleep, get some rest, get hydrated, because that's going to be one hell of a party, my friend. Awesome. Uh, yeah, hey, you got to come up, Mark. It's going to be good. Oh, you talked me into it. <laughs> awesome. All right, thanks, man. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care, and thanks for doing this again. Cheers. Thanks, Mark.